Osborne Show. It is May the 4th on a Wednesday, and we're just so thankful to have you uh, this wonderful Wednesday and uh, looking forward to a great show. We're going to be talking about Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who is being detained in Russia, and how she is connected to the January 6th political prisoners. Also going to talk about last night's overwhelming victory for President Trump going 22 out of 22 on the uh, endorsements in Ohio and Indiana. And uh, we're going to be talking about the continued fallout of the Supreme Court leak about Roe v. Wade. So get ready for the Doc Washburn Show. We're getting ready to have a great time around here. So good to have you on this wonderful Wednesday, May the 4th. This is episode 144, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's 144. Sometimes I lose count, but I'm just so very thankful for all of you. Of course, I am not Doc Washburn. I'm Donnie Copeland. You can catch me on Twitter at Donnie Copeland, on Gab at Donnie Copeland, Truth Social at Donnie Copeland, and at Facebook, uh, Donnie Ray Copeland. And so we're just thankful to have you today. Our show, as always, is brought to brought to you by some wonderful sponsors. And uh, we're going to kick this thing off right off with uh, our top sponsor right here and now. Realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership. In the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still... Here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, 
Order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right. And uh, Josh, uh, Ramtay, Code 23, good to have you guys jumping here with us. Of course, this podcast will be downloaded and uh, wherever you can get podcasts as soon as we finish the show today. Just so thankful that you've joined us and uh, we're getting ready to talk about. I uh, want to kick off with some uh, news from uh, that's out from The Hill, uh, Breitbart News and a couple of others. But it's about the uh, last night's Ohio uh uh, primaries. And one of those that, that was, uh, became pretty big news was the race that JD Vance was in. And, uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, we'll talk about a lot of the, um, uh, races in, especially in Ohio, because they have a little earlier primary. Uh, but not everybody's in Ohio that listens. We have people at all, in all 50 states and around the world. So we, uh, try to keep it all together, uh, and, um, and kind of look at a little bit of everything, uh, here tonight. But, uh, JD Vance, uh, won. Of course, he was, um, anti-establishment. Uh, and, and here's the fascinating thing about the Trump endorsements. Now, in this particular cycle, uh, this primary, um, uh, Trump's endorsements won 22 out of 22 races. But interestingly enough, over in, and I would say the reason that they won 22 out of 22 races, uh, and that's without looking at every one of them real in-depthly, but I'm going to make a point uh, and relate it to Georgia, how that a lot of people don't understand the Trump voter. They think the Trump voter is just blindly loyal to President Trump. But you're going to see scattered throughout uh, a few people that President Trump has endorsed, and they've either gone back and, and, uh, disappointed him. Uh, one of those is, uh, Mo Brooks in, um, I, I believe it's Mo Brooks in Alabama who, uh, did some things. And I don't remember specifically what they were, but he had an endorsement from President Trump. And then President Trump withdrew that endorsement. There have been a few others. He doesn't do that very often because he doesn't like, uh, you know, looking like he made a mistake or bad judgment. And I don't think necessarily that he did in those cases. I think it's more of the people got the endorsement, thought they could do what they wanted to. Much like, to be honest, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has done here, who was his press secretary. And by the way, that's why I'm sitting in tonight. <clears throat> Pardon me, because uh, Doc Washburn, our uh, star of the show here, is running for governor against Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Because after she won the endorsement from or received the endorsement from President Trump, she proceeded to um, endorse French Hill, John Bozeman, say that Asa Hutchison had done a great job. Then when raised money with Mike Pence in Indiana, uh, a guy that uh, uh, that basically stabbed all of us in the back. And so uh, that's the whole reason that President Trump got in. I'm sorry, uh, Doc Washington got in the race. Uh, I was looking here to see what the. Uh, exactly what the uh, uh, results was from that particular primary that J.D. Vance was in. 
says uh, the biggest banner race of the night was the five-way GOP primary for U.S. Senate. I think I mistakenly said J.D. Vance in the House, but it was the U.S. Senate in Ohio where Trump had endorsed author J.D. Vance, a hardcore nationalist populist against four of the candidates, three of whom sought Trump backing, one of whom did not. Those other candidates, Mike Gibbons, Josh Mandel, uh, Jane Timken, and Matt Dolan, all represent different views on the future of the GOP than Trump in varying degrees. But Dolan in particular represents a major departure from Trump's view for the party. That's why it was particularly interesting in Tuesday morning uh, to see Dolan's wife and some top national leftists like Daily Cause urging Ohio Democrats to pull GOP ballots and vote for Dolan in the primary on Tuesday. Success for Vance would spell good news for Trump-endorsed candidates and other uh, upcoming primaries, such as those in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, I would, would seem to for, uh, and elsewhere. Uh, but so anyway, I was looking here to see if I could find some, uh, results. Uh, as of, uh, 1047 last night, uh, Gibbons had conceded, uh, let's see, uh, I was looking here to see what the, uh, uh what, what the actual, uh, the, the actual, uh, totals were. And I don't see that right away. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Also, uh, fascinating to me is uh, Trump's big wins in Indiana. I think that's going to shape up nice. We'll dig a little bit deeper into that during the break, then come back and maybe circle back to that before we leave the show. But I want to get to uh, Brittany Griner and the January 6th political prisoners because there, I think there is a great um, parallel there. Before I do that, uh, I wanted to make a point about the Trump supporter uh, and connected to President Trump's endorsements. Uh, I found this fascinating last, uh, last night. Uh, I was on my way to dinner with my family and, uh, I, uh, uh, let's see, that would have been Monday night, uh, Tuesday. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was on my way somewhere and, uh, I, I, I saw a tweet or not a tweet, but a text from a friend of mine who was at Mar, Mar- Lago. Uh, and was there actually meeting with President Trump, uh, seeking his endorsement for a race that he is in. And so I thought that was fascinating. And so, uh, I couldn't help it. I texted him and said, Hey, uh, and called him by name. I said, Hey, tell Donnie, talking about President Donald Trump, that Donnie said hello. So, uh, th- that was kind of cool. You know, that's that whole degree, six degrees separation thing, right? So, but they, uh, the connection I wanted to make and about the endorsement is so many people have this false assumption that the Trump voter is just blindly loyal to President Trump. Now, we're very loyal. I, I count myself as one of those. But when we see something that maybe he doesn't see or the people around him that are giving him information uh, for some reason they didn't see or they do see, but they gave him a recommendation anyway, whatever that case may be, uh, you see the Trump voter not just follow suit. In other words, the reason J.D. Vance won that primary tonight, yes, because he spoke about nationalism, he spoke about America first, uh, he was clearly the most conservative, and that's who's going to win primary races if uh, everything else is, is is at least somewhat equal. And um, But what got him over the top, no doubt, was President Trump's uh, endorsement. So let's, let's think for a moment and then I'm going to take you over to Georgia real quick. Not for their primary. It hadn't happened yet, 
but I want to show you something. And that is this. If J.D. Vance would have been less conservative and come, come out and said, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for open borders or was squishy on, on borders, squishy on, um, you know, other, uh, uh, abortion, uh, and, and, and different things, uh, then I think you possibly could have seen a much different result. Uh, case in point is, uh, right now, uh, uh, Kemp in Georgia, who is one of the most despicable Republicans in existence, uh, who stuck every American in the eyeball during the 2020 presidential election, uh, is leading the Trump-endorsed gubernatorial candidate, uh, Purdue, by 10-plus, <clears throat> excuse me, 10-plus points. So that is a great example where people in Georgia who are huge Trump fans looked at that race and said, look, I don't like Kemp, but I don't like Purdue. And I'd rather go with the devil I know versus the devil, the other devil I know. And uh, and so Purdue was, you know, it has been, uh, you know, a, a rhino for a long time. Kemp is, too, by the way. Now, Kemp just in the last few weeks and months, uh, signed a, a real conservative gun bill that he refused to sign for three years, by the way. All of a sudden, he signed it. So he is the the very epitome of a disgusting, you know, uh, pandering politician who, you know, drives his pickup and makes uh, advertisements with a shotgun. He's going to round up uh, people and put him in his truck and take him back to the border. Just, you know, just, just, uh, in so many of these guys, all that rhetoric and then they don't do squat. And he is one of those, but David Perdue's no better. Now sitting over there in the wings is Vernon Jones and Vernon Jones. Uh, not a lot of people say Vernon Jones is not really conservative. He was a Democrat 15 minutes ago. All of a sudden I do know this. He stood up for president Trump. Um, much more than Purdue or Kemp or Purdue and Kemp combined. Uh, but it's not seen one Trump did not endorse him because Trump had people. And I know this from some people I know that Trump had people around him telling him that Vernon Jones uh, was not really conservative. And I have a feeling those people were probably the Purdue people to be quite honest. Uh, so I think Georgia missed a tremendous chance. Just a gut feeling, don't know, uh, for uh, to have a real conservative and to really, really make some great headway uh, there in Georgia. But uh, you know, and the same thing happened in the in the Senate race. Uh, everybody laments that Trump, you know, encouraged people not to vote. So Purdue and and I cannot think of her name to save my life. The other uh, the, the other Senate candidate both lost there. Uh, and, and they were, the, the, she was in the house, uh, previously and neither one of them were worth, you know, they were, weren't worth a thing. Now, I, I feel real strong. I believe that Herschel Walker, uh, will probably beat Warnock. And, uh, so really encouraged by that. Um, and so, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But my whole point of that whole little diatribe there was simply this. And that is that, 
the Trump voter. Yeah. Does the Trump endorsement carry a lot of weight? Absolutely. Uh, if Trump endorses somebody, but look, I'm going to do my own homework and most, especially primary voters, you guys, uh, are going to do, Hey, cartoon Steve. Good to see you, buddy. Bay. Good to see you. Uh, uh, CF shop or I'm sorry, CFR. Uh, good to see you tonight, uh, today. And so, uh, uh, you, you, you know, we're going to do our homework. We're going to, are we going to, is Trump's endorsement going to carry weight? Absolutely. Uh, if we were not to know anything about, uh, either one of those, but a lot of times in state politics, uh, w- those people have been in other offices or we've known them through other public things, or maybe we've maybe even known them through other people, you know, from a distance or maybe even, uh, uh, e- even closer. I don't know, but, um, and so we, we, we're going to do our own research, uh, and, uh, if all things, you know, check out, then Trump's endorsement is absolutely carries a lot of weight. Uh, but it, it's not like we say, Oh, well, Trump endorsed them. Then, you know, all bets are off. A great example of that is right here in the uh, great state of Arkansas when, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders endorsed French Hill, who said that the January, uh, that the stolen election was a fable and a fallacy. And she endorsed him. And there were, um, and I'm not exaggerating, there was between 450 and 500, uh, comments on her Facebook page. And 98% of those said, uh, you know, what are you doing? What, you know, we, we thought you were, like President Trump, we thought you were conservative and, and, uh, you know, not only am I having a second, you know, do I disagree with what you, uh, who you've endorsed in, in, in French Hill, uh, but I can no longer vote for you. And that's what precipitated Doc Washburn running for governor. So, uh, you know, what, what that proves to me is that the Trump voter and another example, let me finish that thought. The Trump voter. Uh, has a brain and they think for themselves, although they respect President Trump. Let me give you another example of that, not uh, endorsement related, but I think it has a parallel. And that is when President Trump gets up at the Georgia rally here back, what, four, six months ago, something like that, uh, maybe a little longer, six or eight months ago, and advocates and promotes the vaccine and he starts getting booed. Uh, you heard it. You heard it on national television and he backed off of it quick. And it's like he's shocked by that. Um, and so, you know, we, we've seen this. We've seen this on very various occasions where President Trump clearly is getting terrible advice from the people around him. Um, I, I think he would be much better served to follow his instincts. I've said this on the show before and follow his instincts much like he does or like he does in business and other things that he does. And if he would quit think, thinking, well, this person has been in government, so they must be good. Uh, the Actually, the opposite is true. If they've been in government, they're probably not worth uh, much. Uh, Monica, good to see you join us here tonight. Good to see all of you, or today, I keep saying tonight, but uh, good to see you because this is uh, Wednesday, May the uh, 4th. And so... Uh, what, what I want to do now, though, is I want to go to a story that has been uh, quite a bit in the news, and that is about the WNBA player. She came out of Baylor, 
Uh, she is um, self-described as a queer um, advocate for human rights. I'm sure she wears tennis shoes made with slave labor in China. But other than that, she's a real advocate for human rights. Uh, and what she means by that and what the left means by that is a uh, advocate for liberal uh, causes. That, that's really what that means. It's not human rights. Uh, LeBron James says that he is a advocate for human rights. No, he's not. He is an advocate for li- the liberal agenda. And then he wears clothing and his clothing lines and shoes and all comes from people making, you know, 40 cents an hour in China. So, you know, spare spare me all of that. But the media has just been all over this and, you know, just uh, the, the travesty. And at first. Uh, if you've not been following the, the, uh, the actual story, uh, this young lady's name is Brittany Griner. I hope it's okay that I call her young lady. Uh, Brittany Griner, uh, she pr- played for, uh, Baylor, uh, and then went on to, uh, play for, I believe the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the, uh, the Mercury in the WNBA. Yeah, the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, at first, the uh, United States was kind of just backing off and just kind of letting it play out. Because what happened, she went to the airport. And how many times have we seen this? She goes to the airport. She's got a vape uh, and she's got hash uh, in in the vape. And I don't know if it was if it was just residue or if she actually had hash in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, whether it was dogs or whatever, there's actually video out if you want to look that up. And so uh, now the U.S. said, well, there ch- there's a change in the official classification uh, and uh, that she is being wrongfully detained. And uh, when I read that uh, yesterday or, or, or last night, actually, uh, it really caught my my eye. Now, I want you to listen to something with me here for a moment, just two minutes long. But I want you to, you to listen to them talk about uh, the. Uh, the wrongful uh, holding of Brittany Grider, and I want you to think, and then I'm going to make my point about the uh, January 6th detainees, and I want you to see the parallel here uh, and the utter and complete hypocrisy uh, that abounds here that is just uh, breathtaking. And so uh, let's pick up. to be handled by the U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs. So that office will coordinate all of the diplomatic efforts to try to get her released. And, you know, this is not always something that is a, a bilateral issue. You can, other countries can be involved. We saw that with the release of Trevor Reed. And so this by moving it into this, this office under this umbrella and this, have this new classification, it just allows the government to have more resources to push this forward. It also indicates that they are going to more aggressively pursue her release. And that does not necessarily, though, mean, Hallie, that there's going to be more public about this. These things tend to take place very quietly. This is not something that 
that they necessarily want to draw a lot of attention to. There's some concern that the more attention that this case gets, that that could actually be counterproductive. But they've decided to make this classification nonetheless, and that means that they are going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes efforts to try to bring her home. Again, those are likely to be quiet. We even heard Press Secretary, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, say that these are not things that are very public and don't necessarily taking place out in the open, Howie. Okay, so I didn't play all of that. I just didn't want to listen to that for that long. I didn't want to subject you to it. You can always go back and listen to it. But here's the point that really hit me. And I have to give credit to the late, great Rush Limbaugh, because Rush Limbaugh taught us, just like he taught you, how to think kind of all the angles of a story and see the hypocrisy, see the juxtaposition, to see the liberal versus conservative, and just kind of play devil's advocate. And I thought it so ironic. In fact, I did something today. I went back and I looked at the 800 people still being detained. I think there's actually 800 originally detained. I think there may be over 400 still being detained. And I had full intention in reading every one of their names tonight online. And the reason I did today online and the reason I didn't do that was because I it would take too long and it would eat up all the show. So what I do want to do is I'm going to I'm going to list these. We're going to post them on the Facebook page. We're going to post them on our feed. And so you can see them. We're going to have them running so you can see these people's names. You can pray for them. You can think about them. But I want you to think about how uh, desperate a situation we are in in the United States when uh, and this has nothing to do with uh, her being a lesbian. I don't know that uh, everybody that is being in prison, nor do I care, everybody in, being in prison right now as political prisoners from January the 6th. There there is probably a one percent if you go by the population uh, samples, there's probably one and a half, two percent chance that one of those uh, detainees is is a homosexual. Uh, I, I guarantee you there. And, and according to the Bible, uh, if somebody's, you know, was living in adultery when they, uh, you know, when when they were detained, uh, that that's the is still sexual deviation, according to the scripture. Uh, and so it's, you know, deviance. And so it's in God's eyes, it's the same, you know, so I don't want to weigh one thing over the other. And none of that has anything to do with this. Uh, Brittany Griner being homosexual or as she describes herself as queer. I'm not sure what the difference is. Um, it has nothing to do with this. What it has to do with is that the United States is so concerned about her wrongful detention. They're so worried about getting her out until she can face her accusers and can be tried and have due process, but has no regard for people they themselves are holding. And I want you to think about the tremendous hypocrisy. And then I want you to couple with that tremendous hypocrisy 
that the State Department or whomever the government can get up and talk about uh, this this wrongful detainment of, of Brittany Griner. And uh, I have no idea. I have no idea if she is innocent. I have no idea if she is guilty. Uh, if she had residue of hash, uh, she's looking up to 10 years in prison in a, in a Russian prison. Do I think that's excessive? Uh, absolutely, I do. Do I think she deserves a due process and to be heard and have her day in court? Absolutely, I do. Do I think she should be if they uh, would hold her a year or two years before they uh, tried her? Do I think that is fair? Do I think that is acceptable? I do not in no way, shape, form or fashion. Uh, look, we try our best to be consistent here. Are we conservative? Yeah. Do we, uh, you know, do we advocate for the conservative viewpoint? Absolutely, without apology. Uh, but human rights are human rights. And uh, I just wish the left felt the same way. I wish the left would care as much about the 800 people that have been politically persecuted but simply for the reason that they were supporters of Donald J. Trump. Not only that, but you have people, uh, you have 14,000 hours of video that will not be released. Uh, you have video that has been shown of police waving people in, uh, yet you have liberal judges and a few Trump appointees, by the way, uh, judges, that will not release these people until they can have their day in court. And that, my friend, is if you want to talk about wrongfully detained, that right there is wrongfully detained. And so uh, I I think it's so easy for us to forget about uh, uh, everybody else. There is all this advocacy for Brittany Griner, and there should be. uh, And those that feel strong that she shouldn't be held and want to advocate for her, absolutely. But listen, if, if you're on the left and you're, you are advocating for Brittany Griner and if you are the ACLU and if you are whatever right, human rights organization and you are standing up for Brittany Griner, if, if you've got an ounce of integrity about you, you also have to stand up, uh, for those January the 6th detainees. And it is reprehensible that in these United States of America, somebody can be in prison or in jail without due process for over 400 days. Uh, Those people need to be sued beyond recognition. No doubt about it. We're going to come back, talk about this a little bit more here in just a moment and uh, explore it. I've got some more that I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about last night's election results and what it means. I want to delve a little bit more in also into Indiana. What is fascinating to me is the people that maybe Mike Pence, former governor of Indiana, may have endorsed that would have been different than the people that Trump endorsed. I guarantee you there uh, there was definitely some contrast there. But what we do know is that Trump won uh, every single one of uh, the races that he endorsed somebody. So I think that's a very important uh, uh, distinction there. Uh, we're going to hear from Doc about Justin Minton Law. Justin Minton Law is a great, great. Hey, Kathy, good to see you join us. Uh, Ransford, good to see you uh, today. Monica, good to see you join us. Uh, but we're going to hear about Justin Minton uh, Law. We'll be right back. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. 
like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. Man, I made some chocolate chip cookies uh, right before I went on the air, and uh, I don't hardly ever do that. And uh, my wife's been uh, helping her mother out a lot and staying with her, so I've been batching i don't i certainly don't cook but i got a craving for some chuck chip cookies we actually happen to have a package in there that you just basically break off and put in the oven for 12 or 13 minutes and man they're good i wish i could share them with you uh but i only have about 12 of them and i'm gonna hopefully they'll last me for several days if not a couple of weeks but Pray for me. I'm not sure that's going to happen. We're talking about the election that happened last night, and I wanted to look at the, hey, uh, Sandwich 2000. Good to see you uh, today. Good to see everybody join us here. Make sure you uh, like and share the show. Uh, go ahead and send it out to people. Let them know, hey, man, I'm watching or I'm listening to Doc Washburn's show, and I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. Uh, Doc will be back. We talk every day. In fact, we talk probably six or eight times a day. And uh, he just laments not being able to do the show. I think he had six or seven uh, show uh, events yesterday, about that many today. I think he did five on-air interviews, including an hour and a half with John B. Wells. Uh, it is um, the old overnight show, I believe. Uh, it's a AFR show. He's also on with, uh, Jeremy Harrell on, uh, Real America News, uh, today or yesterday. And so, um, it is, um, good times and, and, and great things going on. But our only loss is not having him on here every day, but, uh, we're going to get through it and, uh, it makes it easier when we have great listeners like you. And we're just so thankful to you and our advertisers. Been talking about the, uh, 2022 primary election in Ohio. I want to switch over to uh, Indiana here in just a little bit, but I want to finish up this thought on Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, if you just joined us, uh, is the WNBA player out of Phoenix. Uh, she's originally from Texas, played for uh, for uh, University of Waco or Waco University, and uh, won a national championship there. Uh, plays uh, in the WNBA uh, for the Phoenix Mercury. And she went over to Russia, I think playing ball over there, 
uh, got uh, detained at the airport on her way back to the United States with a, a vape, couple of vapes and some hash reportedly or, or uh, allegedly. And uh, that if, if she is convicted on that, that is a 10 year uh, sentence. And so um, so so the question that I wanted to pose and there's plenty to unpack there as far as. Uh, how the Russians do things and 10 years for uh, hash residue or whatever she had on her. Uh, I don't know all the details. Maybe those will come out in time to come. But my point was is to uh, now the United States is saying she is wrongfully detained while uh, a few miles away in a jail from where they are making this. In fact, I would be fascinated and I'm going to find that out where they made this uh, announcement uh, about her being wrongfully detained, that a few blocks away there there are hundreds of Americans on American soil, not in Russia, that have been held for over 400 days, not for a vape with hash, with hash, not for illegal drugs, trying to take them out of uh, the, the country, uh, but they are being detained for unlawfully entering uh, the Capitol when they were the the doors were open and they were waved in. We have video. You've seen it and I've seen it. They were waved in by the Capitol Police and they have spent over 400 days in prison. So here's the question. The question uh, has to be asked is what's the end game here? Is this to uh, teach all the rest of us a lesson. And, uh, you know, I talked a few weeks ago and I've not been able to get away from it. And that is, I think, something that we've got to keep constantly. We talk a lot about liberty. We talk a lot about, you know, standing up for our rights and, and so forth. And all those are uh, principles that we cannot forsake. But also the founders talked about the consent of the governed. And that is, we don't have to put up with what we put up with. Now, the bulk of that has to happen through the ballot box. But I think also there are some things that we can do and not violence and not something that would be illegal. But I think we can let our voices be known. I know I can make my voice be known in a much greater fashion and basically let this be the message to Joe Biden, to the Republicans, as well as the Democrats, is we do not consent to this tyranny. We do not consent to people. And uh, I would say, and I hope that I can be honest about this, that if these were uh, people that if, if a Black Lives Matter person had been waved into the Capitol by Capitol Police, and didn't break anything, didn't damage anything, didn't light something on fire, which would be a miracle in and of itself, because that's kind of what they do. But if that were to happen, I would not be far them spending 400 days away from their family and away from their loved ones, away from their job, 400 days in prison for trespassing when they were invited or lured in even. And then to add insult to injury, you find out, and we're using the analogy that has left us, uh, that there was coordination between the two parties 
And the whole reason was because there was evidence going to be uh, presented in that January the 6th hearing uh, when they were supposed to, uh, Mike Pence was supposed to uh, certify the electors. There was going, there was planned to have a hearing. And then now we know for sure, uh, i.e. Emerald Robinson and Julie Kelly and a lot of other patriot journalists, which there's very few left, that there was coordination between Nancy Pelosi. There was coordination between Mike Pence and Mark Short, his chief of staff. And there was coordination, uh, between, uh, a lot of other players uh, to disrupt the showing of that evidence. And so that's really what that was about. And, and how we can know that is of, of the multiple, multiple, last time I heard it was 27, uh, 17 or 27 FBI plants. People like Ray Epp, uh, e, uh, that was in uh, EPP Epp that was encouraging and actually uh, stirring people up to go into the Capitol. And so, uh, is, is the Brittany Griner, uh, situation, uh, unfortunate for her? Did she make a bad decision? Sure. If, if, if indeed she did, uh, you know, take hash with her to the airport, maybe she didn't wash out her pipe well enough. I, I don't know because I don't know anything about that stuff, but be that as it may, uh, they're holding her for something. Is she, is, is she gu- guilty? <clears throat> I don't, I have no idea, but, uh, I, I believe she deserves the assumption of innocence, just like the January the 6th political prisoners deserve an assumption of evidence. And that, my friend, is the problem. Here's the real problem. You know this and I know this. Those people that are being held in that jail in Washington DC, are political prisoners and their greatest crime is not putting their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Their greatest crime is not walking into the Capitol and, and, and I'm using air quotes here, trespassing, even though they were invited in. Their greatest crime is that they supported Donald J. Trump. You know that and I know that. Now, because, uh, Brittany Griner, uh, is a liberal because Brittany Griner is a part of the LBGTQRSTUVWXYZ community uh, because she refers to herself as being queer. Uh, however, that's different than gay. I'm not sure. Uh, and uh, I'll, you know, I won't dig too deep in it to it, but uh, it'd be interesting to know the difference. Um, there's a total different standard. But we're seeing that standard everywhere, aren't we? We're seeing that standard, uh, people like Mike Flynn. We're seeing people like Roger Stone. And some of these people, I don't, you know, and I can name others, uh, George Papalopoulos, uh, uh, is it Papalopoulos, Papadilopoulos or whatever, the, the Greek young man, uh, and others, Steve Bannon. Uh, there's a dual justice system where if you, uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani, uh, a lot of the donors of Donald Trump, Donald Trump and his family themselves, and the Attorney General of New York has tried his best. Um, so there is this political retribution for daring to uh, to attack the status quo. And that, my friend, uh, is the problem. We're going to come back here in just a moment. I want to look at... Um, 
looking at the difference between and and maybe some contests that pitted Mike Pence's endorsements against Donald Trump's. And so we're going to listen to a couple ads. We'll be right back. And I'm going to get another one of these good chocolate chip cookies. And if you are really good, I may give you one. I've got a few left here. All right. So be right back. And uh, we're going to hear from the one and only great Art Wilborn and my family health plan. My wife and I have that health insurance. It's the most coverage we've ever had for the least amount of premium and no co-pays. It's almost uh, unbelievable, but it is a great, great value. And I encourage you to listen close. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions... You need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn, he makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn, you make sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. 
Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member. I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside Central Arkansas. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. Uh, Thank you for indulging us to get all three of those out of the way, and we can finish up. The show now without interruption. The only thing we'll have left is our tweet of the day. And that's always a fun time. I'm doing a little uh, research. Hey, VJ, good to see you tonight or today. Woody Bush, good to see you. Uh, I didn't get much sleep last night, so it seems like uh, night, but it is actually Wednesday. Um, but anyway, um, I was looking at, and the point I want to make is about the 2022 primaries in Ohio and Indiana. Uh, the average, uh, I won't say the average, but a, a most of the endorsements uh, from Trump got 78%, something like that. Here's a fascinating uh, thing about Indiana. There was very few, if any, uh, races that pitted Mike Pence, who there's a, for those of you who may or may not know, there's a real strain between Mike Pence and Donald Trump because Mike Trump, uh, Mike Pence uh, stabbed President Trump in the back. In regards to showing the evidence on January the 6th, and he played along with Nancy Pelosi uh, and with uh, Mitch McConnell and uh, Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the the establishment in not showing the evidence, going ahead and certifying the electors and sealing sealing the uh, fraudulent uh, stolen election. But a fascinating fact out of Indiana, and I thought you would enjoy this tonight. Uh, before we go to the tweet of the day. And that is that, uh, and just show you the kind of guy that Trump is. Tr- Trump, somewhat, somebody described Trump as a pragmatist. Somebody said, is he a conservative? Well, we know that he was, in fact, I was not for Trump in the Republican primary in 2016. I was actually for Ted Cruz. And man, I rue that day. I mean, he ended up being, you know, just establishment as can be. 
uh, and, and even more so, uh, seems like as, as the go, days go by. But I was for him. Actually, we had him at our church and had over 4,000 people there, or uh, 3,000, 3,500. Somebody said 4,000. I don't think there was quite that many, but it was packed. I mean, people parked everywhere, all down side streets. It was amazing. And uh got to meet and talk to him and his dad in my office. It was fascinating to speak with him. He was much more personable one on one than he was uh than he is uh and, and not nearly as awkward personally as he is uh up on stage and, and unlikable quite honestly. Um then I saw the uh Democrats, the establishment Republicans and then the media all start going against Trump and I said, wait, wait a minute, there's something here. Then I started hearing the things he was talking about, moving the uh embassy to Jerusalem uh, of Israel. Now, uh, for some people, that's not a big deal. Uh, and, and I think historically and I think even scripturally, I think it is a big deal. But I understand it when people don't because they're not into that, you know, into the Bible and, and that sort of thing. So I get it. I understand it. Uh, and, and but for this audience and really from a political standpoint, the, the reason to me it was a big deal, yes, the historical and the biblical ramifications uh, are huge for me as a Christian or someone attempting to be Christ-like. Um, the, the bigger uh, thing for me was this, that he kept his promise. Ronald Reagan promised he was going to do it, and he didn't do it. Both Bushes promised they were going to do it, they didn't do it. Even Bill Clinton promised he was going to do it, he didn't do it. Uh, but Donald Trump did it. He didn't just do it. He did it within months of taking office. And so, uh, and we've not, we've not seen that. We've not seen somebody say, I'm going to do something really, uh, difficult. I'm going to do something that's really, uh, not easy. Uh, I guess that is not easy, the same as difficult. Uh, something that is not politically, maybe in some circles, uh, expedient, uh, although this certainly was for his base. But you know what I mean? Something that uh, is heavy lifting, bottom line. And, and, and we just don't see that out of politicians. And he, he did it. And that's what we liked about him. That's what we like about him now. Uh, but then there's this pragmatic side of President Trump. Now, the pragmatic side uh, where he gets a Scarmucci to be his press secretary blows up in his face. He gets a... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of these generals that he got around him blew up in his face. He gets um, the guy from the big oil company to be his chief of staff. That blows up in his face. And so the, the pragmatism uh, in, in politics, you, you, you've got to be you can be pragmatist. You can be a pragmatist and 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 win elections. But you cannot be a pragmatist and make. Progress. You cannot be a pragmatist and and sit in the middle and appease people and do things to appease the people that don't like you to begin with. It's kind of like I see people try to appease Democrats, Republicans. They're never going to like you. Ted Cruz, they're never going to like you. Um, Murkowski, they're never going to like you. And and whomever else, both Bushes were the other two that promised they would move, move the embassy and they they of, of course didn't do it um 
you know, they, they will take their picture with you at funerals and they will pretend to like you as long as you both are hating Donald Trump, but they're never going to brace you. You're never going to be in their club. Uh, you're not one of them. You're more like them than you are us, but uh, they're not going to accept you. They're never going to accept you. But uh, at other times, this pragmat, uh, pragmatic side of Donald Trump is quite amazing. And there's probably no one that Donald Trump has more disdain for than Mike Pence. There's nobody that that Trump has more, I won't say hatred, but disdains probably and, and just just you know, wouldn't spit on him if he's on fire uh, kind of thing than Mike Pence because Mike Pence uh, betrayed Donald Trump and betrayed the American people. Now, here's the pragmatic side of Donald Trump. Mike Pence's brother, Greg Pence, some of you may have heard of this, Greg Pence, who voted, uh, you know, in, to overturn the election, uh, won with 78% of the vote in his primary, uh, last night. And guess who endorsed, uh, Greg, Greg Pence, none other than Donald J. Trump. And that is the, uh, you know, it is said, and I think this is a great life lesson for all of us. And that is that your greatest asset typically is your greatest liability. And that's, that's something any of you that have lived for any, any length of time, and that probably be most of us, we've learned that, that, you know, my patience is my greatest asset. My patience is my greatest liability. Um, my, um, you know, benevolence to people is my greatest asset. It, it's, you know, it's what got me through a lot of doors and opened up a lot of doors for me and, and whatever. But it's also cost me. And so it is with the, you and I, you know, that we can, uh, it, it's, I, I call, uh, this life's balance sheet. And that is in, uh, on a balance sheet, your assets, uh, have to be equal to your liabilities for you to have what what is called, and the reason is called a balance sheet. Your assets and your liabilities have to balance. Uh, and so <clears throat> the great balance sheet in life uh, is that for Donald Trump, his pragmatism is his greatest asset. And pragmatism just, you know, and maybe uh, maybe not quite so, uh, stringently or narrowly defined is his ability to work with people. He's had to do that his whole life to get projects in New York City, New Jersey, uh, Vegas, uh, all, all, you know, uh, all over the world, quite honestly, uh, done. He's had to work with a lot of different people. And so that, that pragmatism that he may or may not have had to begin with, he had to really hone and he brought that to the political realm and it's worked really well for him, especially on the international front. That's why I believe he was so effective on the international front. You know, you, you take Russia, you know, every leader coming in and says, Oh, Russia's the enemy. But see that pragmatism, uh, uh that Trump possesses says, well, let's let, let's give them a chance. Let's see what you know what happens. And we probably had our best relationship with Russia uh, before, other than Reagan, than we've ever had, uh, perhaps in at least re- recent history of this nation. And then you see the negative side of that pragmatism, where he uh, selects a Michael Pence to be his running mate, who be- betrays him. He. 
he takes a uh, Scarmucci and he stabs him in the back. He takes these um, generals who are a part of War Inc. of of the industrial uh, military industrial complex, brings them into the White House and shocker. You know, they're leaking like a sieve and they're stabbing him in the back the whole time and being uh, unbelievably disloyal despite their whole military, you know, I'm loyal, uh, you know, blubber. And I, I found most military guys to be extremely loyal, be great friends. So that's no, it's not casting aspersions on anybody but the men, uh, that, uh, Kelly, uh, and, uh, uh, Mad Dog, and I can't think of his last name right now off the top of my head, uh, is uh, these people, uh, you know, were the, the, the epitome of disloyal and betrayers uh, uh, or traitors, uh, at least not if not to the country. And uh, but certainly to President Trump. But all of that is. Um, Indicative of his pragmatism. And then this Greg Pence endorsement in Indiana, uh, is, um, is, is a great lesson because quite honestly, Greg Pence was loyal to President Trump. And so what did President Trump do? He returned that loyalty. And so he's, he's got that, you know, fierce loyalty, uh, part of him. So, uh, that's a, that's a little bit about the 2022. It wasn't near the, uh, Fireworks that I was hoping in Indiana, but I thought it was de- definitely worth a, a look just to see kind of what was going on there and what was happening. Uh, we're going to delve into our tweet of the day today. And, uh, our tweet of the day is, as always, is brought to you by Red River Your Way. That is that dealership that we talked about at the very, very beginning of the show, uh, that Doc talked about. And that is, that is, uh, Red River Your Way. Uh, you can go to their website, Red River Your Way, and uh, you can find a car. You can arrange your financing, uh, do everything right there online. And then uh, all you have to do is uh, sign the deal, and they will deliver that car. No, And, and we're, we've got people in all 50 states, and whatever state you're in, they will deliver it to you. I'm not sure about Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, so, um, but, uh, in the contiguous United States, uh, for sure. So, uh, go to Red River Your Way and our tweet of the day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show tweet of the day. sure if this is the it says real Donald Trump let me look here and see uh I don't think so because it's only 11,000 followers so I don't think that is uh President Trump so I'm not going to read that I, I'm not into people who try to get uh get popular on somebody else's uh, off of somebody else's name um let's see uh Roe was leaked to take the heat off the Pfizer data dump this is by Mark 
Lobliner IFBB Pro Mark M-A-R-C Lobliner L-O-B-L-I-N-E-R. Uh, the vaccine information is bad, very, very bad. Pfizer, CDC, our government all lied. Uh, let's, let's delve into that thread just a little bit here. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, it's over a thousand pages. Uh, so we, we certainly are not going to delve into that tonight. Um, Jake Shields over at Jake Shield, uh, Shields, uh, AJJ says it's hilarious the people chanting my body, my choice when they tried to cut me out of society for not taking the experimental vaccine. Tim Young, where was this outrage, my body, my choice crowd when vaccine mandates hit? Uh, and then Chiz, or Chiz, C-H-I-Z, Chiz, MAGA, President Trump endorsed candidates went 20 for 20 tonight. Uh, Herschel Walker, as a Christian and father, I'm pro-life. Senator Warnock is not. There are many differences between us, and this is one of them. I like Herschel Walker. Man, I don't know if about you, but I get so much. I, I made a mistake. Not mistake, but I sent him a little money when he first started. Man, uh, he has... Blown me up. Same for President Trump. I sent him some money. It wasn't much for either one of them. You know, it was 50 bucks, 100 bucks, something like that. And man, I have been just blown up. Tim Young, uh, Tim runs his mouth, at Tim runs his mouth. Uh, it's a great Twitter follower. Must be a tough to transition to go from cheering on men beating women in sports to pre- pretending to care about women's rights. I want to read that again because that right there, uh, if n- nothing else uh, really, really defines the left, it, it says it must be a tough transition. Hey, Manaz, good to see you. It must be a tough transition to go from cheering, uh, cheering on men beating women in women's sports to pretending to care about women's rights. Oh, by the way, I'm getting ready to read a Candace Owen Owens uh, tweet and uh uh, if, if you if you want some real entertainment, go to uh, and I don't know exactly where it is, but it's uh, Candace Owens uh, and Charlie. Um, oh, what's man? My, I'm uh, I'm in brain fog again today. I need to take some of that focus factor. Uh, Charlie Kirk. Thank you. Uh, Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens was on a morning show. The guy on there, I think it was Buck Sexton. Uh, was the male uh, 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 anchor, and I can't think of the other girl. She was just, she was just uh, so insufferable. And man, she went at Candace Owens, and Candace Owens just, I mean, just laid her out, uh, you know, verbally. Uh, but Candace Owens says, seventy-nine percent of Planned Parenthood clinics are in minority neighborhoods. This is not by accident. That is uh, by design by their founder, Margaret Sangers, uh, eugenicist design. Go back and read her quotations. The left sees racism everywhere except where it actually is. Well, that line right there is powerful. Uh, and so uh, that is your uh, tweet of the day brought to you by Red River Your Way. Hey, we got a few minutes here. Uh, it's early on a Wednesday, May the 4th, and I'm so thankful that you joined us uh, here today and it's uh, so good uh, so good to have you and uh, we got time why don't we run over to gab and see what we can find over there and we'll give you the gab of the day a lot of you are uh, gabbers and so we'll we'll 
I'll pull it up real quick and uh, see what is uh, happening over at Gab. Uh, Jay Montgomery, uh, this is Janine Marie, said the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was the final most essential command. This is Orwell. She was quote Orwell. And it's a picture of a little baby in the womb. And then you've seen this a meme. And uh, then right beside is the actual baby uh, or the not the actual baby, the baby out of the womb. And they're in the exact same pose. Uh, so it's uh, pretty powerful. Um, so <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> uh, honey, uh, honey rocker shows the, the lady in the green parka, you know, down on her knees screaming, the liberal, and she's got on a Disney hat. Uh, and then beside her is DeSantis, uh, signing the letter to, uh, you know, to, to remove Disney's uh, special exemptions. Then it shows her with a mask over her face, uh, and it's uh, the new head of the disinformation committee. Uh, then it shows her same lady with a blue check mark, and uh, then the 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 next or right beside it is uh, is Eli, Elon Musk. So it's it's really good. Um, so anyway. Uh, that's our gabs of the day. Let's go over to Truth Social real quick and we'll, we'll get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you so very much and uh, appreciate you just being a part of uh, what we're doing. And uh, thank you to all of our sponsors who've just been phenomenal to us and we're just so very thankful for them. And, uh, Travis Tritt, he's always a great one. If you've not followed the great uh, country, Legend Travis Tritz is on the Roe v. Wade issue. So many on the left who can't even define what a woman actually is are now trying to tell us all that all women are now being attacked by the Supreme Court. Uh, this is lunacy. Ryan Fournay, who I, uh, uh, I always enjoy uh, following, said, I do not believe it's a coincidence that over 20 food processing plants in the United States have been recently disabled by accidents, and that is in uh, quotations. So that's a few, uh, truth social posts there. So thankful that you joined us today. And, uh, that is brought to you by Red River Your Way. Thank you to, uh, Red River Your Way, uh, justinmintonlaw.com, myfamilyhealthplan.com, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, Presswood at Edwards Jones, uh, and then, uh, uh, turnmypoweron.com. Uh, thank you. To, and then our tweet of the day about Red River Your Way. Thank you to each and every one. Thank you uh, to our listeners for listening. Continue to keep uh, docking your prayers and thoughts. And if you get a chance, go over to elect.washburn.com, drop a few bucks. Or if you want to go to the docwashburnshow.com, not the, but docwashburnshow.com, sign up as a patron. We would love to have you there. You can uh, reach all of our advertisers by going to the website. And just click in there. You'll find uh, at com. You'll find all the live links and you can access our advertisers.